Well, good morning, everyone. Really glad that you're here. Some Sunday mornings are uh, some Sunday mornings are a little more interesting than others. Anybody else surprised when you woke up this morning, looked outside, and thought, "Oh, what's all this about?" So, yeah, typical Sunday morning routine. I, um, you know, wake up and let the dog outside, and saw the snow was out there, and saw our back deck steps. I thought I'd broom them off real quick and clean them off. So I did that. And that wasn't such a good move, because then I finished getting ready and started to head out to the car, um, and, and yeah, first step, and so I went down like four steps. So things are just a little tender up here with the left wrist. So uh, now the funny thing is, this is the real kicker. So before that time, one of my routines on Sunday morning is to sometimes just sit there and say, okay, God. Diving into a message is always the hardest part, right? Like just getting it going. And sometimes I feel like that spark doesn't really come until Sunday morning. I'm a guy who has to kind of feel it in the moment. Like, God, what is it that you have for us? And so I had been kind of sitting in the silence. Everyone else is asleep, you know, right before this, drinking coffee. And I felt as if God's spirit was saying, you know, Kurt, God's people need to know that, like, God is not just, he's not just some being out there, right? And you often hear people talk about God that way, right? The old man upstairs, right? Um, Kind of that guy upstairs who's holding it all together. But more than God is like something out there that we get to go to, you know, at some point in time, or maybe hopefully he comes to visit us every now and then. God is more like the source of our being, like he is the very ground that we walk on. So these are the thoughts that are going through my head, like this this is who God is, the very source of our being, the ground that we walk on. And literally, as I walk out the steps, um, I lose it and boom, 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 you know, down four steps. And I'm like, really, God, really? I mean, come on, you know, this beautiful thought of like, you are the very ground that we walk in. I, I I was thinking about Acts 17 and Paul is in the city of Athens, and he notices this um, monument to this unknown God. And Paul says, well, I, I proclaim to you a God who is known, you know, and in him we live and move and have our being. He's the one who, who very much is holding us together right now. Um, and in the midst of all of that, we've been on this journey of being um, inner skeptic saints, right? That Jesus is building his church on people who can live that contradiction. And we're going to wrap up this series this morning. But as we wrap this series up, my, my hope is that you have, in a real fresh way, come to this realization that it's okay. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to sometimes look up at the sky and say, why, how, can I really trust this? Um, but yet still you're here this morning, which means you're drawn to the sense that there's so much beauty and awe and wonder in the world, and I have to respond to it, that goodness and grace is somehow behind all of this. So we live with that, that contradiction, but more than God, more than him being like something out there that we need to figure out, some mystery that we need to unravel, which we need to give time and space for that, Right? We need time and space to think out loud. But we can't live our lives with this sense of like, 
God, you know, what are you doing out there? What are you doing in my life? What are you accomplishing? What, you know, how long is this going to take? Why is it happening this way? Rather than trying to unravel that mystery, God is more like the ground that we walk on. His grace and goodness is the very thing holding us together. And he is the mystery unraveling all of our mysteries. And I wonder, Mosaic, what is the mystery that's at work in you this morning? What is the mystery that's at work in you this morning? Now, let me just kind of um, have us briefly look at this passage of Scripture from Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Paul's writing to this church, and he says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. So Paul talks about this mystery of God, and Christ is this mystery in whom hidden are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So Mosaic, again, as we wrap up this series this morning, I hope, I hope that we would come to this understanding that let's not fool ourselves into believing that we are to fully understand the mystery. But the mystery is fully understanding and unraveling all the mysteries within us. Because there are a lot of mysteries at work in you right now. There's a lot of mysteries at work in me. Things that I'm trying to put together, things that I'm trying to write, things that I'm trying to bring healing to. And it's a mystery. A lot of times I can't figure out how to walk the road ahead of me. And more than anything, God in Christ is the mystery unraveling all of our mysteries, holding all of our mysteries together, right, through his grace, his love, his forgiveness. So that's my hope for us. Let's keep in mind, right, that, that when God kind of calls us, what does he do? He says, hey, follow me, right? God gives us himself in the person of Jesus, and Jesus says, follow me. God doesn't say, believe all of these things. Get this list of things right. Figure all of this out. But no, it's follow me on this journey and bring all of your mysteries that are at work in you and allow Christ, the greatest mystery of all, to unravel all of those mysteries. Um, We can get so busy explaining the mystery, right? We can get so busy trying to explain the mystery to ourselves and to other people around us that we actually forget to live it. We forget to live it. We can get so busy explaining the mystery that we forget to allow our own inner mysteries to be unraveled. I mean, think about it, Mosaic. We can put a man on the moon, but we struggle. We struggle to put healthy food and clean water in the mouths of everyone on the planet. It's a mystery, a mystery within us. Through the devices in our pockets, we can stay connected to hundreds of different people, right? I mean, we can know what's going on with people all around us and feel this incredible sense of connection. We can experience community with like-minded people, but in some ways it still feels like we're screaming into a void or we're somehow just keep gazing into this void and we still feel lonely and disconnected. Again, one of the mysteries within us. 
We can build weapons of incredible destruction, but we struggle at finding what actually works for peace in our world. We can hear the cries of whales at the bottom of the ocean, Mosaic. I mean, literally, we can hear the whales talking, right? And we can even consider maybe what they're saying to each other. But yet, we can't often hear the cries within our own souls of what they so desperately need right now. And we're often way too busy to hear the cries of the souls of our neighbors, right? These are the mysteries, the contradictions that are at work within us. We can consume and entertain ourselves to the nth degree and still feel like there's more, right? Still have this insatiable hunger even after we've consumed and entertained ourselves just as much as possible. We're still concerned that maybe we're missing out on something. And so maybe you're here this morning and you can resonate with singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson in his song, Hosanna, who writes these lyrics. I am tangled up in contradictions. I am strangled by my own two hands. I am hunted by the hounds of addiction. Hosanna. And that cry out, Hosanna, is simply a cry out of like, Jesus, save us. Save me. Like, I, I need to be saved. I have these mysteries that need to be unraveled within me. And so be the very ground of my being, right? The one in whom we live and move and have our being. Be the one who can unravel these mysteries, teaching me how to live, teaching me how to walk forward, in resting and realizing that, you know what, whatever is, is okay right now, and I'm going to keep walking forward in trust, believing that as I keep looking to Jesus, he will unravel these things in his time that need to be unraveled. Some of you, Mosaic, um, man, you're walking on water right now. You're walking on water right now. I, I love it. I, I, I watch so many of you like live your lives out in the real world, and I see the things, and I hear about the things that you're facing. And it's so encouraging to me to know that, man, you are like looking to Jesus, believing that, you know what? Okay, I'm used to walking on the ground that I create. I'm used to walking on the ground of things that I can control and the things that I can hold on to, the things that are familiar, but I'm actually going to not trust in those things. I'm going to step out because I feel like I'm being led in some new directions, and you're actually walking on water right now, and it feels very odd, right? It feels very odd. And so this morning, we want to look at someone who did that very thing, who walked down the water for a very brief period of time and kind of enter into this story together. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 36. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So Jesus and his, and his disciples at this point, they had just fed the, the large crowd of people, the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus um, dismisses his disciples and says, you guys go on ahead of me. Um, go ahead and get in the boat. So this is, this is where we're at in the midst of the events that are going on. Verse 23, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. 
and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Let's just pause in the story right here. I think this story really is a beautiful picture of the world that we live in, right? I mean, all of the things that we can do and accomplish, but yet in so many ways we feel tossed around. We feel fearful. We feel like, where is all of this heading? And so here these disciples are, many of them experienced fishermen. And so you think of any individuals, these guys would be comfortable in this boat, right? Out in the middle of the lake. But they have no control over what's going on. They have no control over what's going on. And so they look out and they see this figure coming toward them. And it's almost like this ghost, right? Is this a ghost? What, what kind of enigma is this walking toward us? And Jesus is that kind of figure, I think, in our world today. Who is this Jesus guy, right? What kind of enigma is he? Is he a ghost? Like, what, what is it? But I tell you, I have these moments in my life, I don't know about you, um, and much like Peter in just a moment, when Jesus isn't around, when I sense maybe that I haven't been experiencing his presence in ways that I desire to experience his presence, I really miss him. I really miss him. And I come to these points in my life, and maybe you're here this morning, and you're like, man, Jesus, if that's you, like, come on, because I'm feeling tossed around right now. I'm not sure where all this is going, but somehow I get the sense that you're holding this all together. And Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. Take courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. Verse 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Time out. Peter walked on the water. All right, let's just, let's just sit and let that phrase just kind of sit with you for a minute, right? Um, Peter desiring to be in this union with Jesus. Peter walks on the water. Jesus invites him. Peter disregards every bit of control and predictability, and he actually does it. He walks on the water. And that's where I say, Mosaic, I know that some of you right now, you're doing it. You're walking on water. You're letting go of control. You realize you can't predict what's to come. You've tried to be in that place. You're opening yourself up to a mystery, and you're actually looking to Jesus. And I know it feels weird, right? Can you imagine the sensation under Peter's feet? What does this feel like, walking on water? Everything that he's relied on before that was so sure, that was so concrete, that was so tangible, it's no longer there. And he's actually walking on the water. So, Mosaic, you may be in that place right now. Man, just soak that up for a minute. Soak that up for a minute. And it feels odd under your feet. And it feels unsure, but you're doing it. And you're looking at Jesus and you're saying, yes, I do want to take courage. I don't want fear to have the final say. I want to keep moving forward. One of the things that I love... um, about looking back at some of the early church mothers and fathers who taught us so much what it means to be in a relationship with the divine, is uh, they, they paint these pictures for us that I think can give us so much understanding. 
Augustine was one of those church fathers, and he asked not to be more certain about God, not to be more certain about God, but to be more stable in him. And, and Mosaic, that would be my prayer for us, is that in the midst of all of the questions that you ask, in the midst of all of the skepticisms, in the midst of everything that's going on, that you wouldn't seek to be more certain about God, but that you would seek to be more stable in him. Again, the one in whom we live and move and have our being. And that ultimately, as we go out and live our lives amongst the world around us, that we're just inviting other people, hey, come, come experience Come experience this stability that I'm experiencing in my own life, even though I'm walking on water, forsaking everything that I've known, this, this sure ground, the things that I've relied on in the past. So I love that, Augustine. God, don't make me more certain in you, but make me more stable in you. Of course, maybe some of us know the story as it continues, verse 30, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink And he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And isn't that the story of our walk with Jesus, guys? Isn't that the story of our walk with Jesus? We find ourselves there so many times where you're like, man, I feel like I'm walking on water right now. I have my eyes on Jesus. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm learning to walk on unfamiliar ground. But then we see the wind, right? We experience the turmoil around us. And boom, we start to sink. And this is the beauty, the goodness, the love of our Savior who reaches down and says, come on, let's go. You know, why do you doubt? Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. The opening song we sang this morning. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Here's my heart. Take and seal it. So Mosaic, may that be our prayer this morning, right? Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Because you know what? It's looking around and it's fearful. It's afraid. It sees all kinds of kind of, you know, forecasts and projections around. It's like, how am I going to keep walking forward in this kind of way? Verse 32, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. All who touched it were healed. We keep gathering around these stories week after week. Certainly, we must sense that there's something about these stories, there's something about this reality, there's something that's in store for our lives, Mosaic, not only for our lives, but then we experience it and then we take it and we share it and we extend it with our neighbors all around us throughout the week. We still believe in this stuff. There's something about it that we're drawn to. And so Mosaic, this morning as we're drawn to it, I just want us to close kind of thinking about these things. How might we experience healing from the mystery unraveling all of our mysteries this morning? Right? Jesus, this, this mysterious one who's unraveling all of our own mysteries. Here's a few things I want to share with you that would, uh, I hope, allow us to keep experiencing walking on water, right? 
letting go of the things that often are the, the tangible things that we rely on so much in life. And instead saying, I'm going to let go of that control and predictability. And I'm going to keep walking forward, realizing that God is asking me to become something, to, to experience new things, to trust him in deeper ways. And that I'm actually becoming more stable in my life. I'm becoming more stable in my neighborhood. I'm becoming more stable in my world. I can share that with my community around me and I can invite others to step into this stability because stability actually comes when we let go of those things that we've often relied on for stability, right? And so here's a few things that I believe hopefully can shape us that will allow this mystery, Christ, to unravel the mysteries within us. First thing is this, and it's been something that I've relied on in my own life, Mosaic, and I share it with you, and a lot of other people have relied on this. Memorize a prayer that you can kind of put in your back pocket. That when you find yourself in those moments when you, you realize, man, this is good, I'm walking on water, but then you, you, you realize I'm looking around and I'm starting to fear again. I look around and now the, the stability that I was experiencing, even with my sea legs of walking on water, I'm feeling unstable now. Let this be a prayer that you can kind of pull out of your pocket. Here's my prayer. It's simply this. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, that is not a tool of shame that I use in my own life. It's just a realization of who I am, that it's, it's my natural tendency to step out of the stability that God brings and rely on other tools of stability that, let's be honest, sometimes are just more tangible than what God brings in a moment. So, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, Visit me in my affliction. Whatever affliction I'm experiencing right now, visit me in my affliction. Give me a sense of oneness in you, a home in you. Do not let me escape. Memorizing a prayer like that and just sitting with it often throughout the week can become something that begins to shape you in the many moments that we experience ourselves where we realize, oh no, I'm sinking, I'm going under the water again. And all of these water stories in the midst of the ancient Near East that are being told, water stories like ancient Near Eastern desert people, water was a scary place. Right? I mean, that's why anytime you look throughout the scriptures, like, man, here the disciples are, like, this isn't just a story of being out on a lake, but this is a story of, like, their deepest fears, their deepest insecurities, the things that rattle them to the core, the mysteries in their lives that just have them all tangled up. And that prayer is a wonderful way just to kind of, in a moment, say, time out. God, I need you to visit me right now. Don't let me escape this moment that I'm in. Visit me in my affliction. And then realize, second thing, realize before discovery and recovery comes uncovery. Um, if you go see a good therapist, one of the things that will often happen before any type of discovery and recovery is uncovering all of the ways maybe that we've experienced hurt and woundedness and brokenness. And as a result of experiencing that hurt and that woundedness and that brokenness, all of the things that we rely on to get us through, all of the vices that we would rather grab a hold of, right? And so in that moment of God, visit me in my affliction right now, unravel this mystery that's going on in me, 
we have to stop and say, God, what do you need to uncover right now? What, what wound, what hurt is rising to the surface right now? And perhaps what band-aid am I trying to apply to this fix? And don't let me escape this moment. Right? Name it. Call it out. Realize that God has plenty of grace and mercy to extend to you in that moment. Then once you uncover it and you say, okay, here's, here's the hurt, the fear, the pain, the woundedness that's at work there, and here's maybe the vice that I'm looking to grab a hold of. Um, third thing, acknowledge how you have avoided uncovering your pain by way of substitution. Acknowledge how you have avoided Jesus' rest and healing through temporary rest and healing of the substitute. Because let's be honest, sometimes when the pain and the woundedness and the brokenness is there and we feel it, sometimes a warm sip of whiskey is much more tangible at meeting that need than Jesus is. Sometimes a walk to the refrigerator feels more tangible than Jesus. Sometimes grabbing that device and opening up the social media feels more tangible than Jesus. So, so for you, what is the substitute? What is the substitute that you keep looking to? Guys, I only share this with you because I firmly believe that the church of the future and the community of Jesus for the future is a community that experiences all of our mysteries being unraveled, healing taking place. And if we're going to fully enter into the healing of it, we have to be able to acknowledge what are the tangible things that I often run to that I believe meet me in this moment sometimes more tangibly than Jesus does but over and over again, especially in the Psalms, right? Kind of the, the book of the people in the Old Testament. So much of the Psalms is about learning to wait on God. And waiting is not a passive activity. It's, it's a very, it's an ongoing active activity. It's learning to wait on God in the midst of that moment. To speak to you, to meet you. Believing that he can in some way bring tangible healing as you reach out to him, just as the people did at the end of the story reaching out and touching his cloak, that just as Peter cried out that Jesus is there able to grab us and kind of bring us back to more of a stable place. Fourth thing, cultivate moments throughout the day to seek Jesus' healing. Don't, don't wait for the moment. Don't wait for the moment, but actually cultivate moments during your day. Do you have an opportunity in the morning, mid-morning, Mid-afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, late evening. These can be moments of 60 seconds, 120 seconds, where you can actually stop and pause and pull yourself out of your day and acknowledge the ways that you've been walking on water. Man, celebrate that. Find a friend to celebrate with, right? Toast to that. Like, enjoy a meal over that. But at the same time, have those moments where you can also say, where am I tempted right now? Where, how am I afraid? What am I looking at that's happening around me? And maybe the wind is blowing, and I'm seeing the waves, and I'm fearful, and I'm starting to say, oh, no, maybe I can't keep walking on this ground that Jesus is inviting me to walk on. Cultivate these moments throughout your day. It's just a recentering, a refocusing moment, Mosaic. I mean, if we're really going to step into 
this, this beautiful healing, rescuing work that Jesus has for us. If we're going to invite our neighbors into this, like we've got to be experiencing this often throughout the day. So cultivate those moments. And then um, come back to that place of stability. Doesn't mean the storm is instantly going to die down, but again, you're going to find yourself walking on that water. Jesus, I'm looking to you. I'm learning to let go of predictability and control. I'm trusting you in this and step back out onto that water and keep walking. Keep walking. And let's keep walking with each other, Mosaic, as together we're learning to walk on this kind of unfamiliar surface, right? The surface of saying, I'm not going to rely on all of the things that I've known. But I'm going to rely on what Jesus is bringing to me in this moment, what he's inviting me into. So that's my hope for us, Mosaic, that, that more than anything as we've gone throughout this series, that, that we can kind of, yes, create a space where we can ask questions, where we can think out loud. But ultimately that we would move from being people who are constantly trying to unravel the mystery of God and instead realize that the mystery himself is actually unraveling all of the mysteries within us. Um, and that we are able to walk on new ground. And walking on new ground that necessarily we don't get to build ourselves, but like we're learning to trust what is happening before us, right? We're learning to trust on just situations that are taking before us, believing that God is somehow holding this all together. It's very much an experience of walking on water. But in the midst of that, you know, how, how, can, we keep, how can we keep taking those steps together? So I want to invite Landon and the team to come back up here this morning. Thanks for leading us this morning, guys. And as they um, take us into our, our final song, uh, as you come to the tables, go ahead and come down this center aisle. And we are just reminded again of how Jesus, um, he invites us to come and to realize that in him there is life. Uh, that in him there is the forgiveness of sins, that in him there is new possibility, that he is very much the ground of our being. And so um, just as those um, disciples were crying out and Peter who needed to cry out, Lord, save me, maybe that needs to be your cry this morning. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed by a certain situation that's taking place in your life. And it's just a simple matter of walking forward saying, Jesus, save me, right? in an experience of Jesus just kind of grabbing us and pulling us back up to learn how to walk on that water with our sea legs. Maybe it's those others when the boat got to the other side of the lake and people saw Jesus and they just reached out and touched his cloak for healing. Let this be an opportunity to reach out. Um, and say, Jesus, I just want to touch the edge of your cloak. I believe that you're present here, that you're the one who set this table and you're the one who invites me to it. And, and ultimately, this isn't just for us. It is for us, but it's for us so that we can then go and share this with the world around us, Mosaic. And that's our desire as a church, right? That we would experience a stability in Christ, a healing from Christ, that we can go out and live in the world and say, hey, come experience this stability with me. Come experience this healing with me. Come experience this new way of living with me. That's our desire. So would you pray with me? God, thanks so much um, just for the last number of weeks that we've been able to uh, journey together, calling out the, the many ways of just questions that we have, um, skepticisms that are deep within us. Um, but God, thank you that it all comes back full circle and ultimately 
we are the mysteries that need to be unraveled. So God, we ask that you, the, the greatest mystery of all, but yet the one who has all grace and love and mercy and goodness and forgiveness, would you unravel our mysteries and just send us out into the world this week to bring healing, to bring blessing, to bring stability to a world that feels so unstable. Help us turn from our vices that we often look to right away in order to truly wait for you and experience the the stability, the wholeness, the healing that you have for us. We pray this in your name. Amen.